regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Got a pretty little jabber mouth over you're here. Thinking you're gonna just walk into this joint and talk and say whatever what you, you think you are. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? You got a lot of mozzie coming into the joint like this, looking at us with those little lips. You got talent, kid, but you got one issue. You got three issues. Your mouth's too big. Your mouth's too big. Your feet too small. You keep falling over. You know what else? Over. Your putts. Issue number one, lip one. Issue number two, lip two. Issue number three, your big dirty mouth. You got that fucking piece of ham you keep in the middle of it. <laughs> mouth for this last lip in your mouth away. If you can bring me that piece of ham over here, I'm gonna pick it up and put it in your piece of ham. I'm gonna put it on a calzone. <laughs> hey, Tony, bring in a calzone. <laughs> we gotta put we this got guy's big, lip on it. We got a big lip to put on a calzone in here. <laughs> Look at this wise guy. This fucking guy, look at his goddamn lip. I came in the room, bring a calzone, there's a lip to push straight out of the bar. You want me to the face like a calzone? Welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that the same every week that now. Yeah, that was a um, us pretending we were uh, gangsters, as we do at the start of every podcast. It's, um, it's a vocal warm-up, it's an energy lift. Mm. My vocal cords are raw. <laughs> Mine are pretty fucked. From doing my... <laughs> Is he Italian-American, or was it some, some from the it southern would, states? I think either way, not on. Yeah. Mm, no, if anyone from them places listened. What, from America? Not liking that. I'm not apologising. From 1920s <laughs> New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm not apologising to 1920s Americans. There's a calzone, there's a calzone chef who's still around. Oh, do you think we're going to get... peddling Graham Pappy's recipe. Do you think someone's <laughs> going to be making a call to the old country now, getting some mobsters to fly over and put us in a calzone? To From put us in better our place. watch what you're saying, you're going to end up in a calzone. I'm coming straight off from Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> My great-great-great-grandson, Tommy from New York City, send me here from Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. my calzone of the night. Just like Mama used to make. Oh, yeah. And it's, that, of course, was your feature, Matt. It's hard doing accents, isn't it? The That's in- the name of my feature. It's called It's Hard Doing Accents. I call it the inevitable Dracula. <laughs> the inevitable Dracula. <laughs> but, Steve, you've got a feature as well. What have you got? I've got an accusatory letter to read to the readers. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Well, you I didn't know that. Of? It's worried well, me. Well, after last week's live show, there is some unsettled business what? that I need to address. There's somebody... What? Well, we're going to come back to it. I'm okay. really excited. Joe, what is your feature? Uh, my feature is um, a deep dive into the making of a classic 2002 pop hit by the Cheeky Girls. An oral history. Touch my... Oh, it gives me an oral history. Nah, then look at the lips on that oral history. Touch my bum. (laughs) This is life. The the cheeky girls did sing Touch My Bum. This is life. Mm, This is life. Those are real lyrics. I've once had an argument with my wife. I'm sorry. sorry. I had an argument with my wife about the cheeky girls. This can go after your feature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. had an argument with my wife about the cheeky girls because she didn't believe me. There was a lyric that said, Touch My Bum, This Is Life. Mm. She was like, you're being ridiculous. That's not a lyric. Well, like, you're being sexist about the cheeky girls. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to sing that sort of thing and they, uh, uh, politicians, 
the can. Bad feminists. Shouldn't date politicians. Everyone Are we telling that. off the cheeky girls now? Don't fuck people who have, that have books or who are politicians. I've done a lot of research into the cheeky girls today. Yeah. And one thing I found is that one time Vice, for their 15th anniversary in the UK, went to the cheeky girls to ask for their reminiscences about being one-hit wonders. Mm. And they sent them back a 1,500-word email telling him how there was a conspiracy against them in the music Ooh. industry. Wow. It's pretty good. That's it's quite well written as well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but that's I mean, for, for another time. Well written for a cheeky girl. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, cons- the implication was, of what Absolutely you just said? not. What was the conspiracy, like, the patriarchy? No, it was that the music industry didn't want the cheeky girls at number one, and so they took away all the CDs. <laughs> There was no CDs. The industry couldn't handle the cheeky girls, so they sought to the destroy what, where them. Where did the CDs go? Are they in the landfill? Is this like the E.T. video game from the 80s? 100%. There's a cheeky There's girl There's got to be a cheeky girl. Somewhere outside of Slough. People cannot find it. Yeah, a rich seam of cheeky girls albums. <laughs> the found, the unearthed f- during fracking in 2052. <laughs> a man covered in black smog just pulls it off and there's a gleam bounces off his face. What's that? It can't be. <laughs> Oh my god, we've hit cheeky girls! <laughs> Just pink hot pants squirting out hey, the ground. Hey, check out this guy! <laughs> yeah. uh, there will be blood. <laughs> there will be cheek. <laughs> Still gonna. Uh, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Let's stop. Ooh, squirty squirty. You squirty birty. Ooh, squirty squirty. You dirty birty. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's one of you has my bird. <laughs> what? Holy shit. As, what, one, as in like me and Joe? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. The the, the finger of blame could land oh, on no. anyone. I've become the lady who is just doth pr- protesting too much. <laughs> you, well, you definitely are now. You're talking a lot for someone I who doesn't have a bird. I haven't got your bird. <laughs> You're I'm, gabbling. I haven't, and I'm not sweating profusely. <laughs> not making any sense, man. <laughs> not sweating profusely while I shove birds up my jumper. You just crushed that can. <laughs> just out of pure fear. Ah! <laughs> Last week was the uh, the live show. The, the first live show we've done in 18 months. Is yeah, that correct? There or thereabouts. Um, it was fantastic fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to everyone who came. We had a wonderful time. Yeah, in only what amounted to what felt like a, a small chamber at the centre of the molten core of our planet. <laughs> yes, it, did. it was literally. I realised when I got home, it was literally like being in Bali. Exactly the same temperature. Yeah. Only um, two people died of heat exhaustion, and we salute them and thank them for and when their I was money. Editing the podcast and the video, because if people didn't realise you can, it's on YouTube. You can find regular features on YouTube, and we have got a lot of our live shows are recorded as videos up there, so you can watch them. I'm not sure if you've ever mentioned that on the podcast, but hey, here we are. The, both me and you independently. Um, said we thought we were in a dream so I think it was about the heat <laughs> yeah because yeah. I didn't hear you say it until I was watching it back and I was like yeah I was sitting there going is this real well what made it more dreamlike was how uh, the audience started like wafting themselves yeah. with various bits of paper that they could find because they were so hot so looking out you can't really see much when the, the hot hot <laughs> lights are beaming down on you it just looked like there was all these sort of twinkling like a flutter fluttering things and it's like what's going on this is like 
a trip. And it's like a mirage. Yeah. I felt like because of the temperature in the room and the sweat, we kind of all osmosed and we were all like, all the people in the room had become one via this cloud of perspiration. Mm. It was like really cheap drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, not for the readers, they pay loads. I felt fine. I hit a point where I was like covered in sweat and completely as hot as I could be. Well, and I was like, this is fine. wonderful thing about when it gets so hot that you are just like soaking wet. You're mm. like, you know what? I can't get any sweatier. That's also what sweat is for. I've hit the peak. Why stop sweating when sweat is to make you fine? Exactly. Since then, I haven't stopped. I'm not going to stop. Absolutely not. Yeah, I've decided to keep sweating. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I've made an executive decision to keep sweating. Um, if you did watch the YouTube video of our show, or if you were there, or even if you listened, uh, you would know that during my feature, I employed a prop. Mm. The prop was a small stuffed blackbird. Mm. Mm. It's really nice. Uh, it was a gift uh, from my boyfriend because he knows how much I love birds. Yeah. And it's a one of a kind. It was made especially for me. Right. Which means there is no other bird like it in the world. It shouldn't be too so, hard for me to track down there when I, I go bounty hunter on this. I feel really tense. <laughs> I feel really bad. At the same time, I'm like, why do you use it as a prop with a, in a boozy stage show? I shouldn't have put it at risk like that. Mm. It was a precious object. I thought... It's like you wouldn't put a child on the stage at the Canal Cafe Theatre, would you? I'd sooner put a child on stage than my bird. Yeah. But I didn't have a child. <laughs> so Not a child that could pretend to be a bird adequately at that short notice. Yeah. Pretend this kid's a fucking bird and we'll get on with it. <laughs> um, so... Long story short, the mm. bird was gone by the end of the night. I, I looked um, everywhere. Do you look on the night? On the night. I don't remember that. No, actually I didn't. What happened was, I realised when I was downstairs in the bar, I looked into the, the mixing bowl where I keep the bird. <laughs> the mixing bowl? Yeah, the mixing bowl that the bird was hidden underneath on stage for the oh, duration yes, of, of the show until it was revealed. I, I intended to put it back inside the mix. When I carried it to the venue, I put the bird inside the bowl to protect it from knocks and bumps because it's quite I hate those guys. <laughs> so you remember to bring the mixing bowl downstairs, but yeah. maybe not the bird. Yeah, how did that happen, right? I don't know. That's kind of... I mean, it was very hot. The mixing bowl is a slippy surface. You could have tossed it down the stairs. Yeah. Heat exhausted. You didn't carry the mixing bowl downstairs upside down, did you? It was it was flush against another surface, so I thought, mm, bird's trapped. definitely in right. between the mixing bowl and my laptop in oh. there. Yeah. And because it's very light, because he's uh, stuffed and crocheted, it's like I wouldn't be able to feel the weight of it. It's not like a taxidermied bird, mm. where you definitely feel if it wasn't in your bag. So, the bird was gone. Right. I can only assume... He got stolen by one of our horrible criminal readers. <laughs> that's, but Steve, that's awful. How can we possibly pinpoint which of our horrible criminal readers could have done such a thing? Well, it's impossible to know. So I've written an open letter to the thief, which I'd like to read out now, if that's okay with you, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I may use the medium of the podcast to berate and accuse I've ne you know I've <laughs> never really known what this podcast was for but now until more than now anything, yeah. yeah this is what it's for this is sort of like that thing where people used to write into Terry Wogan and he'd read out their upsets except cross with the Punisher yes <laughs> to whomever it is whom has my bird well done you got my bird I don't know how you did it but you did 
Maybe you slipped the bird into a burlap sack while I wasn't looking and got it. And then later on, in a secret location, you pulled the sack off the bird's head and the bird looked around, dazed by the bright lights. And you said to the bird, The password, what is it? And the bird says, I'm not telling you a fucking thing. Where the shitting ass am I? And then you slowly hold up a beak-sized nutcracker and say, I'll ask you once more, what is the password to Silkoff's vault? <laughs> and then maybe the bird starts to sweat, if birds can sweat. And then maybe the bird says, even if I knew the freaking password, I wouldn't tell you, you motherfucker. Wrong answer, you shout, as you clamp the nutcracker onto the bird's beak hard. And if the next thing out of your beak isn't the password I'm looking for, you'll be eating seeds through a straw for the rest of your idiot bird life. <laughs> wait, wait, says the bird. I'll tell you the password. Just, just do one thing for me first. And what might that be? You maybe say. And then maybe the bird says, look behind you. <laughs> And you turn around, and I'm standing there. Me, Steve. Surprise, bitch, I shout as I karate chop you in the Adam's apple, and then bam, elbow to the shins. I grab the bird and say, let's blow this joint. And maybe the bird says, what took you so long? And we laugh and laugh and laugh, because we are together at last, and nothing will ever come between us again. And then we go to Silkoff's vault in Hatton Garden, and the bird uses his beautiful beak to tap in the secret password, seeds123. And inside the safety deposit box is an egg, and it hatches, and it's a bird with my face. Maybe that's what happened. And if it is, I hope you're happy. I hope my bird brings you as much joy as it did me, and that wherever my bird is, he feels Fulfilled and has access to plenty of berries, love, and hate. <laughs> Steve. I mean, wow. it was very eloquent. I've actually just got an email from the Canal Cafe Theatre. No, you haven't. I legit has just come in. What? They have the bird. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! You totally. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, st- hey, Steve. The bird is here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, uh, I want please. to see the timestamp time on that as well. When you'd like to come by and pick it up. Let me see, time let's see the timestamp on this one. It's 6.54 right now. And uh, this is... Um, yeah, 6.54. That's insane. <laughs> I'm really sorry, readers. How are you not screaming? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, need to wrap this. I need to go get that bird. So let's um, move on with the podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Like a dash. <laughs> features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features to boldly feature where no feature had featured before regular featured before regular features regular features regular features regular features regular features just
What do Muslim birds uh, do at, eat at the end of Ramadan? Seed. Bird seed. <laughs> Birds eed. Uh, seed I, get it now. I thought you were doing like a child joke where it's like Birds eed. Birds eed. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Leave that in whoever's editing it. Yeah. What's well, you, so <laughs> that's why sweet that's why the readers heard it. Just play it in between every single no jingles, just that joke. Whoops. I was made for regular features, you were made for I never ask where do you go? I never ask what do you do? Shut up my phone. I never <laughs> ask what's in your mind. I never ask if you'll be mine. Come and smile, don't be shy, touch my bum. This is life. I thought for a second you were workshopping some uh, Valentine's cards. I thought it's a bit bit late, isn't it? Well, it was a bit, le- a bit late to workshop those words because they were in the cheeky song, Brackets Touch My Bum, in 2002, by the Cheeky Girls. Hmm. I don't know if you saw a very interesting making of the song that appeared in The Guardian. No. It's genuinely interesting. They've got Gabriella Irimia who is one of the cheeky girls. And um, she says things like, Touch My Bum, This Is Life is about being yourself. Not taking things too seriously, no matter what happens in life. Bad thing happens to everyone, so get on with your life with a smile on your face. That's what Touch My Bum, This Is Life means. Wow. Mum's been in a car crash? Touch My Bum. Touch My Bum. (laughs) That's life, baby. It's like, you know what? Everything's fucked. Just touch my bum. Just touch my bum. Stop thinking about it. Touch my bum. A friend of mine had a running thing about how mad it is that there's that... um, horrible rag magazine that's like uh, my dad stole my children and put them in a bin mm. and then it was just called that's life that's life yeah. uh, and that's this is life. very much a similar my thing my husband killed my kids <laughs> touch my bum wrapped them in a carpet now touch my bum <laughs> that's life that's life <laughs> granddad's come back as a crow <laughs> touch my bum <laughs> I really love the thirstiness of looking back of being like not only having a song where the, the chorus is touch my bum this is life but in the name of it is like touch my bum in brackets yeah just in case you like, didn't know by the way touch my bum yeah it's pretty fucking cheeky yes touch my bum um, and obviously people you know took against the cheeky song it became number two People weren't ready for taking touching people's bums back then, were they? Absolutely not. And actually, we'll get into that a bit later. Princess but Diana was alive back then. In 2002? <laughs> I don't think she, she was. <laughs> but you right, know what, you know do you know what we you say don't. about the Princess Diana? Touch my bum, that's life. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that, those were her last words, I heard. Yeah, to Dodie. <laughs> No, I right, we're say above that. Princess Diana jokes on this podcast. That's right. Actually, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, I only say that because there was recently a thing being like, oh, this is her bodyguard or whatever saying what her last words were. So it was topical humour, not me just being like a piece of shit. Not too much of a tangent, but what were they? I don't remember. It was like clickbait article. I didn't look at it. It's probably touched my bum. What if it was seeds one two three? Whoa! <laughs> oh, I don't think this is conspiracy whole goes all the way to the top. <laughs> Look at this guy! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, also, just as an interesting thing, uh, Gabriella has a, a rosy outlook about people's opinion of the song. Yes, it's been voted the worst song ever, but I think that's just people's way of saying it's the best song ever. 
which is it's some... the best at being bad. Yeah, it's the best at shit. <laughs> um, but really, Gabriella's bit is a, just a, a primer for my favourite bit that they're making of, which is Margit Irimia, the mother of the cheeky girls. Oh wow! And songwriter of the cheeky song. What brackets touch my bum? The cheeky girls. They got their mum do it. They got their mum do it. They got their mum do it. Their mum do it. Um, that poor little princess Diana in that cow's only. The mum do it. The cheeky girl make it make go it. up. Ah, it's, just, it's like a hives thing of having like she wrote the song and then sent her daughters out to tell the world to touch their bums. The hives. No, well, you know, the Ives is a popular band from that era of yeah. not actually, you know. Howlin' Pell Armquist. Yeah, and being like the front guy just being kind of a... Oh, I see, he was a mouthpiece. Yeah, mm. a patsy, if you <laughs> he will. Was a, you're a patsy! <laughs> He's a fall guy. <laughs> He's a fall guy. Make him sing the song about idiot walking and talking. So you're and absolutely right. know it's him. You're absolutely right. Margaret Eribia is the hives to, I knew it to the Patsy Pelham quists that are that's a weird girls. thing to get your daughters to sing she I agree. is the, the brainchild she is the puppet master she's the brain mother she is got her fingers Mm-mm. in the cheeky girls <laughs> pies no thank you uh, <laughs> but I, was, I, thought, I was hoping you'd steer that back onto the road but I, th- I thought I'd try, try and I tried and tested regular features feature style okay. which is I'll just read you the article that Margaret wrote uh, and then you just have to guess when I start making stuff up. Oh. Okay. So put your uh, right. put your peepers on. I can't remember where the cheeky girls are from, so I'm going to do an accent that I've decided on for Margaret. The girls were in England for a long summer holiday, but it was raining and they were quite bored and lonely. We saw the advert for Popstars The Rivals and I said, look, go and have some fun. We were not aware of what we were getting into. (laughs) I used to play violin and sing soprano. I'm trained in classical music, but not pop. However, when the girls were at preschool, I used to make up kiddie songs. So I said, let's make up a ditty like that. Touch My Bum was not in the original version, but I remember saying to the girls, this sounds flat and boring. Pretend to touch your side with your hands and say, touch my bum. (laughs) We were laughing our eyes out. Pure pure fun. Uh, Yeah, I'm pressing the buzzer as well. Laughing our eyes out. Incorrect. What? What? I don't think anyone ever had the guts to put the word bum in a pop song before. It sounded too rude. It sounded too rude. <laughs> that was the reason why they didn't put the word bum in a pop song before. Absolutely. I videotaped the performance. My husband at the time was an exhibition contractor. He came home that night at 11pm and, and I said, have a look at what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? What are you going to say? Come in. Well, come in here. Have a look at what we did today. <laughs> you like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, he said... I've been out working all day. <laughs> it's like, that's fucking nice. He said, no way, you can't send this to anyone. It's not English. <laughs> I'm, uh, is I this, think that's real. Is that, mm. I mean, yeah. Oh, can I just say at this point, can we start a change.org petition to have all Guardian articles read out by Joe as some sort of podcast? Because I'd be well into Comment it. Comment is free. <laughs> I want it, I want it. <laughs> But I had already booked a motorcycle courier for the next morning. Within 20 hours, I had a message on my phone inviting us to go and audition. 
The girls went in like proper ballerinas with their gracious walk down the steps. But when they started singing, Louis Walsh was totally lost in space. It was too much for him. He was red like a puppy, gobsmacked. I said, he's going to have a heart attack. I did not expect the song to be so big. In Japan, they organised the cheekiness competition. Thousands of little girls in silver up pants and red tops with their names on their chest were walking down the street like Nine Hill Carnival, all doing the cheeky song. Is that true? It's true according to my article. <laughs> all right, well, you know, that's their truth. A few years ago, we went on, to to- on a tour of care homes in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> there were eight-year-olds standing up doing the cheeky song. Only the people in wheelchairs didn't stand up, but even they were dancing. <laughs> this, this has is become a, very Little Britain. This is rather sweet. I it mean, is. I like the cheeky girls. I do, and I think the song's not bad. No, it was. It does a job. It was bad. No, it was not bad. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, it was. I hate it. I just, I'm just enjoying the fact that like, even the people in wheelchairs are dancing. We're on to fucking something. We're gonna forget about life, eh? We're gonna fucking heal the blind. <laughs> Everyone's gonna want to see our bum. <laughs> I've told the girls that there is a limited time they can do this. <laughs> this is remember. This is written 17 years after it happened, but it's still limited. They are preparing themselves for a new life by doing apprenticeships and courses. Gabriella's done free cosmetics courses, and Monica is into car sales. They are passionate <laughs> car drivers, both of them. <laughs> of course, I get asked all the time to do another cheeky song. People say one hit wonder, but the girls do one-off shows with a lot of original songs, and they're all good but to come up with another song of the same caliber as the cheeky song is just physically not possible (laughs) i mean musicians have been saying that for years haven't they i should know i've tried when i say physically impossible i mean it once i wrote an unbelievably good song called boobies go bounce on the beach (laughs) i could tell (laughs) but but my finger just fell off when i tried to press the print button on my computer (laughs) gabriella monica i cried but no one came because the cheeky girls were out doing their professional race car driving they like now i should have known it was going to happen like i said before just coming up with the words touch my bum made us actually laugh our eyes out and it was a miracle the twins didn't go into that first audition looking like Nick Fury or some shit <laughs> when I said Louis Welsh was going to have a heart attack he, when he first heard the song I wasn't lying what I didn't show you on TV is that he crapped himself then and there fellow judge Pete Waterman laughed at him until he crapped himself too Jerry Alliwell was crying by process of elimination I think she'd done a crap but that's unconfirmed <laughs> it was a big mess anyway My words are very powerful. I found this to my cost. One of my teachers died of pneumonia after reading an essay I wrote about what I did in my school holidays when I was nine. I've always known I shouldn't write, but I do. Pushing farther and farther, testing my limits. Do I have limits? Sometimes in my sleep I imagine that with one word I can make my father blind. And with another, I can make him see again. (laughs) (laughs) Feature foreshadowing strikes Mm. again. 
I made my poor Gabriella sing Boobies Go Bounce on the Beach last week, improvising the tune straight from the computer screen. I could see her struggling by the third line. By the second stanza, she was looking at me with pleading eyes, but she could not stop. By the time she reached the chorus, all her fingernails had popped off and the walls were bleeding. Monica came in at that point to ask what was going on, but she heard the word bikini and her hair just came off. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen her since. I put what was left of Gabriella in the ground a day later, because it took me ages to scrape it all up. The Marquis de Sade once wrote, Distraction, hence, like creation, is one of nature's mandates. I was mandated to create the cheeky girls, and I was also mandated to destroy them. <laughs> I am God, writ small, my word is law, nay, truth. And that is how I wrote the cheeky song, Touch My Bum. The cheeky girls play Clapham Grand London on Friday the 6th of September. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like the Regular Features Podcast, what you have just heard, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and there you can throw us some money per episode Mm. whatever you feel is appropriate or inappropriate Mm. why don't you do something inappropriate on our patreon spend daddy's money don't say that joe that's spend daddy's money spend mommy's money (laughs) spousal money both of you please Stop. Spend <laughs> Uncle Jeremy's money. Jesus Christ, it's getting weirder. <laughs> Could you please make? I'm going to thank some of the patrons that we've that we've had Spend recently. Spend Auntie please. Sandra's money. Baby money. <laughs> Spend the baby's money. He's not going to spend it on school. Put a trust fund down our holes. (laughs) What? I don't know. Get on with it. It's the workshop and stuff. Should have stopped us ages ago. I tried to stop you. Not Not hard enough. Yes, and throw water on us like a dog. Please make approving sounds about each of these patrons who have recently joined the crew. Philip Adams. Will Lowe, Cameron Fredrickson, Alec Mezzetti, Max Taylor, Stephen Billings, James Drain, Jem Hill, Molly Young, and Jack Ward Fincham. (laughs) Thank you all for contributing to this thing that has just happened. Mm. It's been wonderful. We'll see you next week. Please, please, please. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ta. Spend the dog's money! (laughs) (laughs) Regular Ficero.